Ashland High School, class of 1989. Welcome to the official 35th annual reunion podcast, where we talk all things reunion. And now, here's your host, Brian Kirk. Thanks, Devin. This is Brian Kirk, class of 89. Thanks for joining us in today's episode. We've had some fun the last few episodes. We talked to Gary Morris in our previous episode. If you haven't heard that one, please go back and listen to Gary Morris, a wonderful entertainer, class of 67 from Richland High School. And uh, we also listened to Snow White and David Ford. And today we have a special guest, Jonathan Hunter, class of 89. We're going to hear from him and what he's been up to and what kind of things he's going to be looking forward to in our reunion. And speaking of that, if you haven't got your tickets yet, it's not too late. You can still lock in your tickets for the 35th reunion by visiting our Facebook page or clicking on the link in the podcast description for PayPal. In today's episode, we're going to hear from Karen Laird-Knox, who's going to provide us with an update about their reunion. And without further ado, let's go right now to our guest, Mr. John Hunter. John, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I am outstanding. How are you? I am doing good, John. Thanks for asking. We're excited to have you in today's episode. Anxious to hear more about what you've been up to and some of the memories you can share with us from high school and from uh, from past reunions. But go ahead and start us off with uh, where, where are you living these days? Well, I am out in Godly, Texas with the uh, wonderfully patient Paula, my wife, who puts up with all of my shenanigans. Karen knows well. <laughs> Karen calls her poor Paula. So does Bubba Davis. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> also maybe tell us uh, where where do you work? I work uh, for the General Services Administration, which probably most people have never heard of. It's a government agency where like the government's landlord. And uh, me specifically, um, I work in the legal office where we dispose of land and buildings that the government no longer has a need for, whether they go to another government entity, state or city, or if they just get sold at auction to the highest bidder. Okay. When did you start working there? Oh, gosh. Um, it would have been 2006. Prior to that, I did a whole lot of different things. Um, but I found my way through the Wandering country back roads into federal employment. <laughs> right prior to that, I was uh, working on oil and gas leases in downtown Fort Worth, uh, managing the file room for large companies that most of them no longer exist. Once the uh, Barnett Shale uh, boom ended. You know, John, I'm with you too. The current job I have right now, I started around the same time frame. And I bet there's a lot of people that graduated from Richland with us that went right to their career right after high school or maybe shortly after college. And if so, they're probably either retired or about to retire pretty soon. So congratulations to them. That's great. They're probably the the happiest ones at the reunion, the ones with the biggest smiles on their faces. Yeah. I mean, if I had consulted with, uh, Mr. David Bradley Ford earlier in my life, who knows, I might have been somewhere the whole time, just in the <laughs> same place. <laughs> so one of the memories, John, that uh, people talk about from past reunions is a story that you're involved in, and it has something to do with the phrase, who the hell is Jonathan Hunter? 
And I've seen pictures of this before. I've seen t-shirts and logos on mouse pads and coffee mugs. And for those of us who don't know much about this story or this memory, could you please share with us what the origin of who the hell is Jonathan Hunter? Where did this get started? <laughs> Came out of pure ridiculousness. Um, what was it? Uh, the 20th reunion? The Sneaky Pete's reunion? Karen Laird uh, decided that she wanted to put together an autograph booth for me to set at and sign eight by tens. And honestly, I don't remember why she decided she wanted to do that. I think just because she wanted to mess with me. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I'd do it. And so this whole booth was set up. It had pictures. It had one of the hunter autographs free and this whole table set up. And at some point during the reunion, I was not at the booth. I was standing over to the side and I was talking to uh, Steve Jackson and Scott Hamry and one of our fellow classmates, a female that I couldn't tell you who it was. She was looking at the booth and she looked at her friend. She said, who the hell is Jonathan Hunter? And who does he think he is? (laughs) So I was like, yeah, right. I mean, who's that guy? (laughs) That, that was really the end of the origin of the whole thing. Um, and it kind of just took off from there. The last reunion, uh, there was a photo op as you came in and you could hold up different signs. And several of them had who the hell is Jonathan Hunter on them. And then it went on from there to T-shirts and uh, mouse pads and all kinds of things. I'll admit I have. I own the shirt. I wear the shirt. I've had people ask me to get them the shirt, <laughs> which is just crazy stupid. Um, but I did actually sign some eight by tens at the reunion on the 20th reunion uh, for quite a few people. And I know for at least some period of time, I can't say it's still there now, but for a while, Christy Campbell had a autographed picture of me hanging in her game room in her house and it was a ridiculous photo it was like it was me floating on a like rubber ducky floaty in either christie's pool or ricky cox's pool i don't remember which one holding a beer and that's what i was signing (laughs) so if you got one of those um it's a collector's item now because Hmm. i don't know i signed maybe 20 or 30 of them total (laughs) Well, bring your marker, bring your Sharpie at the reunion, John, so that uh, anyone who has one of those items, maybe they can bring it with them and you can sign it right there uh, at the 35th reunion in July. I can re-autograph it. Two autographs? It's just going to double the value right there. (laughs) You know, it's funny that you still wear that shirt and I know that we're not spring chickens anymore. There's probably going to be a time for all of us down the road, especially for you, John, when you're going to look down at that shirt and go, yeah, who the hell is Jonathan Hunter? You know, that's not too far off. No, it's not really. And, and people ask me sometimes, hey, do you have any tattoos? I go, no, I'm never going to get a tattoo. And they'll, they'll show me their tattoo, and I'll say they have like five or six tattoos, and I have zero. But then I think maybe I will get one someday, and maybe I'll get one when I'm old and I forget things. I might get maybe my home address on my body as a tattoo with the words, if found, please return to, and then that, that way that can get back home safely. 
You just got to make sure you don't move after that. No, unless the U.S. post office starts giving you change of address tattoos to put on your body. But right. Well, I know, John, you're looking forward to coming to this next reunion. Have you been to every single reunion since we graduated? Yeah, I've been to all of them. Yeah. Oh, that's great, John. In a moment, we're going to ask you to share some of your favorite memories and what you're looking forward to the most at this next reunion, our 35th reunion. And speaking of that one, let's go live now to Karen Laird Knox from the reunion committee. We're going to ask her to give us an update. Uh, every episode we have Karen come on here and share some update about the reunion. So Karen, what can you tell us today? Well, with yet another reunion approaching, there is one question that seems to always come up. What will I wear? I realize that some of you guys will decide five minutes before you leave for the reunion. However, for those that like to plan ahead, the theme is, as it always has been, come as you are. Come in whatever you want to wear. The theme at Hearsay is the 20s, and that's 1920. Uh, there's a lot of velvet couches, red and blue everywhere. But uh, people like Holly Logan like to wear costume. Some people dress up. Uh, some don't. Or some of you are like Scott Hamry and his wife, Rachel, and come in Lederhausen. One thing is for sure, we want to see you there is truly come as you are. So wear whatever you like as long as you're there. I would also like to thank our sponsor, who's Realtor and 89er, Kelly Wiggins Farco with Remington Team Realty. Thank you, Kelly, for helping to keep costs down for our reunion. And that's all I have. Thank you, Brian. Well, thank you, Karen. I appreciate the update. We'll hear more from you in our next episode in a couple of weeks. You're welcome. All right. So back to our guest now, John Hunter. Of course, John said he's been to every single reunion. So, John, we just heard from Karen the update. It's going to be a great venue. It's going to be a lot of fun. Great food. What is it about this next reunion that you're looking forward to the most? Oh, it's definitely the people, whether it's uh, people that I've Continue to hang out with, but we're all around the Metroplex. So people like Christy Campbell, Christine Lohr, uh, Paul Venable, you know, we get together when we can. This is a great opportunity to see everyone at one time for a long period of time, which is always nice. Uh, my buddy, Ellen Keener Frost, who uh, moved to Austin a couple of years ago and That'd be good to see her. Don't get very many opportunities to see her anymore, even though when she was here, we saw her all the time because her uh, Texas Rangers season ticket was right next to ours. So she was part of our big Rangers group, and she still is, but I'll see her opening day. So I'll see her before the reunion. But Don't you mean the World Series champions, Texas Rangers? That's the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. I'm still not used to saying it. <laughs> but it'll always, it's always good to see people meet people and it's funny um the same reunion the 25th reunion uh, i met someone that i went to school with we all went to school with this person i didn't know him as well steve jackson i knew who he was in school but i don't think that i ever had a conversation with him uh in high school and that's that 25th the same who the hell was jonathan hunter reunion um steve and i just started talking and here we are 10 years later and we're still rolling, you know, as often as we can going to basketball games, going to concerts, uh, meeting up with, uh, Ricky Cox for cigars and a little bit of whiskey. 
So, uh, yeah, that's if you need a real reason to go to the reunion, you might run into someone you didn't know you needed in your life. That's great. That's great advice for people that um, are looking forward to the reunion or haven't bought their tickets yet. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a good way because we have we had a pretty big graduation class. We had 666 graduation uh, graduates in our class, I believe. I just remember that number because obviously 666. It's not a great number to associate yourself with, but uh, <laughs> that's what we had. And um, so it's a pretty big class. So there might be people that graduated that will be just like you said. Well, you show up to the reunion and find somebody you didn't even know that you graduated with. Someone you might have sat down in your classroom with or had a locker close by. And you just never saw them in school, but now you can. And like you and Steve Jackson are now best friends. So that's that's great to hear. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. Uh, it, he brings the family out here every Fourth of July, so we can all shoot fireworks and swim in the pool and have fun. And, and I just I love the guy to death. And you know, prior to ten years ago, I didn't know him. I didn't know I needed a Steve in my life, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, take us back to high school. You know, you, obviously you didn't have Steve Jackson in your life back then, but what was in your life back in 1989? What kind of things did you do? What kind of radio stations did you listen to? Oh, man, that was a, it was a big group of us that ran around, uh, me and Deuce Roberts and Melanie Kaufman and Bill Hedden and uh, Leslie Mace and Jimmy Griffith, Doug Leak and all, you know, so we were always out going to concerts, going to, there was a little uh, club in Arlington that was a heavy metal club that was owned by uh, one of the guys on Pantera's dad, I think. I don't remember anymore, but they'd let you in at 16 and stamp your arm. So we'd always go there and for see, well, oh man, radio it was obviously the Eagle. But then there was a Q102, especially on Saturday nights for a metal shop. And then Z-Rock came along. So you had a, that old Z-Rock station, which was awesome. It was hard to tune it in in the journalism room, but I tried my best. <laughs> lots of great times, lots of concerts, lots of camping out at Sears, waiting to get tickets for concerts. <laughs> It was also called Rainbow Ticketmaster back then. My gosh. So w tell us about what concerts do you remember uh, going to and where were they? I'm also more in Dallas um, at Reunion Arena. Uh, some of them, Fort Worth, the convention center there. But back then, it was pretty much Reunion Arena because I think Starplex didn't open until right around 89 or 90. So, yeah, it was, let me think. There was always Motley Crue because I've seen Motley Crue probably between 25 and 30 times in my life. And starting in like 1986 or 87, and most of those have been with Deuce Roberts. Hmm. <laughs> we've, we've gone to Vegas. We, 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 we saw them two nights in our own Vegas about 10 years ago. God, I'm trying to think of some of the cool shows we went to iron maiden was always a fun one and of course metallica because they were so young and coming up did they have texas jam back then yeah oh yeah yeah it was always a 
the Texas Jam in the summer. I think I went 85, 86, 87, and 88. 89, I went, but that was after graduation. It sort of was a tour. I was the, well, Metallica was at that one. It was Van Halen and Scorpions and Metallica and Dawkin, I think, something like that. Was Texas Jam at uh, the uh, Texas Stadium or the Cotton Bowl? Uh, Cotton Bowl. Yeah, it was Cotton Bowl. I know you mentioned Motley Crue earlier. I'm sure everybody has their favorite Motley Crue song. Maybe we'll get that uh, the DJ to play that at the reunion. But they're still touring today. Have you? Did you get to see them recently? Yeah, we saw them at No Shock with uh, Deuce Roberts and actually with Steve Jackson. <laughs> uh, was it last summer? I guess. Yeah, last summer at uh, the ballpark with uh, Def Leppard and Boys oh, wow. and Joan Jett. Uh, you've been to so many concerts, John. I bet it's. I bet you have some insane amount of concert T-shirts somewhere in your house in a box, or maybe you still wear them today. Yeah, yeah. What I here here's how you learn a lesson. I finally got out all my old uh, concert shirts, and I gave them to my stepdaughter and said, "Make me a blanket." And so she did, and it's awesome. It's you know, all the T-shirt fronts are on the front side and the backs match up on the back side. And it's just this nice little blanket, which is it's awesome. It's cool. You know, I, I love it. And then maybe a year later, I was talking to Deuce Roberts and he uh, told me that he had started to sell his old concert shirts on eBay. And I was like, really? Yeah, and it turns out that... Um, it's just shy of Bitcoin, the the money he's <laughs> making with these dang T-shirts that some of them have holes in them, some of them have ketchup stains, but people want those old concert shirts and they're buying them for $100, dollars $200. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, well, I wonder if I could sell that blanket for like a, just a thousand straight up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to keep the blanket. But yeah, it, it's... It's amazing uh, what people will buy these days. That's true. That's true. Well, maybe instead of retro concert t-shirts, you could sell some retro who the hell is Jonathan Hunter t-shirts if you have some of those still laying around. Maybe. Maybe I'll buy some and bring them to the reunion and I can autograph those and then resell them for $100. <laughs> and whatever you have left after that, maybe ask her to make another bl- a blanket for you, another a second blanket. blanket. <laughs> Just a blanket of me. Perfect. <laughs> John, thanks so much for joining us in today's episode. It's been truly wonderful catching up with you. Thanks so much for sharing your memories from high school and some of the things that stand out for you from our previous reunions and to our audience. If you want to see John in person, you got to come to the reunion in July. So get your tickets today. Go to our Facebook page or click on the PayPal link inside the podcast description. And buy your tickets right now so you can come see John. So, John, any words you want to share with our fellow 89ers about the reunion? I just want to say, come on out to the reunion. If you know me, come hang out. It'll be a great time. If you don't know me, come on out. It'll be a great time. And you can't have Steve, but you might just find that person that you didn't know you needed in your life, like I said, so... Let's all come out and have a good time in July and uh, let the good times roll. Well said, John. Thanks so much. Hey, we're going to see you soon at the reunion. We'll see you then. 
Thank you. And thank you for joining us in today's episode. Join us again in a couple of weeks for some more fun. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartMedia. Make sure you subscribe to one of those platforms so you can get a notification when each new episode is released. Or you can just say, hey, Alexa, play the pre-reunion countdown podcast. Until next time, for Richland High School's pre-reunion countdown, this is Brian Kirk.